what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Welcome to episode four of Dynasty Fever podcast. I'm Brian. He's Scott. We're going to talk a little bit about rookies tonight. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Excited to talk about rookies. Probably my favorite part of uh, fantasy football. <laughs> right Sorry. on. I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Had a had a little bit of a, a rough couple weeks, but um, but things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. So what we figured we'd do is, even though rookie draft season is, is kind of past us, people are you know, doing some early redraft. They're looking at their waiver wires and, and during the sort of the slow time of, of the offseason here. And we didn't get a chance to chime in on rookies yet, so we figured we would. We're going to do a few episodes for you. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about quarterbacks and tight ends. So, Scott, which of the big – name quarterbacks the five who got drafted in the first round do you like the most uh, i'm gonna go justin fields mm-hmm. one in a rookie draft i would have taken trevor lawrence but uh i really um i really like justin fields i like pretty much everything about his game um the, the one concern obviously is is matt Nagy, but he did draft him in the first round, traded up to get him. So I think uh, if they don't do well or he struggles or there's any kind of um, any kind of turbulence in that relationship, I do I do think Matt Nagy's like on his last strike. So, I mean, if he doesn't get it together this year, um, I think he's gone. So that being said, I do, even if they do start Andy Dalton, I don't think that's going to last too long because I think he'll be playing for his job, um, you know, sooner than later. But I mean, there's, just so much to like about Fields. I mean, his cannon arm, you know, you can we've seen some of the videos even from like training camp, just throwing through um these incredibly tight windows, like a Josh Allen type of arm almost. But he's got, you know, he's got good touch. Uh he can hang in there, take some hits. He's got that good straight line speed, so he can get you some chunk yards too on the ground. Um the only thing I really don't like about him is just sometimes he's a little bit off sensing pressure, running out of like that mental clock he's got is a little off, but Nothing, you know, that I don't think he can overcome. So that's my guy. I think he's got the highest ceiling out of any of them. Yeah, I like Fields a lot too. As far as the the guy I like the most, you know, it's hard to not say Lawrence. He's, you know, the complete package. He's been the number one pick for, you know, several years. And we we knew he would be going number one. Um, The weapons are good on Jacksonville. Also a bit of a question mark at – uh, at the coaching position with uh, with Urban Meyer, um, right. I'm going to go with Lance though. Here, uh, Trey Lance, I think might have the highest ceiling of all of them. Uh, going to have to sit for a while. Going to have to learn the NFL a little bit. Uh, but you know, he's got a great arm and great rushing upside, and mm-hmm. I think you know he could be, uh, and over the long term. Uh, the best out of out of the bunch, but not the guy with the safest floor for sure. Right, right. I like it. I like Lance a lot too. So, 
So then going from who we like the most to the biggest bust potential, I'll go first here. Uh, for me, it's Zach Wilson. He's got a great arm. He can improv. He can scramble, even though he gets a little bit of happy feet and scrambles a little too much or, or scrambles too quickly uh, instead of staying with the play. Um, there's just something about him I don't like. And I know that's not a, a you know sharp analysis. There's just something about him. But like yeah. this, besides the jet curse, I just don't think he's ready for the NFL. I, I don't know if it's because he looks like he's 12 or yeah. he's a rich white boy Mormon or, you know, or he was freaking out when when uh, he was standing next to the other players on draft night. Like, I, There's just something about it where I'm like, oh, this guy is cruising for a rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree on the Wilson thing. I think, like, yeah, his personality can be a bit infuriating, especially like you, you need this guy to become a professional. And he's, I mean, he's thrown right into the fire. There's nobody that's going to start over him. So mm-hmm. it is a little bit concerning. I'm betting on him. Um, but, I, I mean, I totally see why people are concerned um, with the kid. Um, I'm also, like, and I already said I like Lance, but I'm going to add in um, that there's just – he only played one season, you know, um, in college. He missed the last year. Uh, he shows a lot of great flashes on film. I, I watched this pro day. I've seen him at the at the OTAs and stuff, and he looks great. Um, but, I mean, there's just not a lot on him. So, I mean, you're kind of trusting that he's going to make a lot of jumps um, from 2019 to now. Mm. I think if he would have, like, went on, like, Detroit or – Texans, I, I think I would have been out completely on him. Um, but with Shanahan, I do trust him. They got a good offense. And like you said, I mean, he's got great arm. He's a better rusher than, than Fields is by far. Um, and, I, you know, his, his upside, like you said, I mean, it could be – he could be the number one quarterback out of this class, you know, by the, mm. by the time it's all said and done. So it sounds like Lance is, is kind of a boom-bust candidate here, right? Yeah. I, I took Lance at number – I was gonna take Fields, but he went two in one of my rookie drafts, so I took him over, took Lance over Wilson. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like regretted it too. So, like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm gonna go with him just because the upside was higher, and I already had a quarterback that I could start in place. But um, it's it's one of those things where I might regret it. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. So besides the big five that got drafted in the first round, we had uh, Trask, Mond, Mills, and Book get drafted as well um any thoughts on any of those four i like trask i like him a lot um he's got he's got a good enough arm he's, he's got great ball placement he looked like he he mastered that whole offense in florida um he was running the show there he had a lot of great reads a lot of great throws he's he seems to be super competitive you read any of the reports out of like the, the rookie camp and OTAs? Um, Arians loved him, loved how he looked. Obviously, right now he would be a he'd be a taxi squad all star for you. He'd have to probably sit there for a year or two because I don't think Tom Brady's going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I doubt he retires this year, so you're probably going to have to bench him for two years unless there's an injury. So, but I do think out of all those quarterbacks. If he gets the start in a couple of years and he's on that Tampa Bay offense with Bruce Arians, I mean, he could be a, a steal for you. So if you have the room, you can kind of stash him, but go for it. Mm. I think 
I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, for me, you know, uh, Mond is a really good athlete, and he's he's intriguing, and there's not much left on Kirk Cousins' contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but one guy that, that intrigues me a little bit more is Davis Mills. If Deshaun Watson is suspended or he refuses to play for the Texans uh, in 2021, the only thing standing between Davis Mills and being a starting quarterback is Tyrod Taylor. Right. Now, as, as you noted in our show notes, he also would be uh, leading a dumpster fire of a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad. But, you know, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Randall Cobb, dump it off to David Johnson every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, could maybe right. put up some numbers. Yeah. I, he's one of the guys I don't have like a lot of um, exposure to. Uh, from you know, from what I've seen, I mean, I mean, he's he's got some promise. He's definitely got some upside. Um, and if that, like, I don't think Watson's staying in Houston personally. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to trade him at some point. I don't know when or what's going to happen with the league, but I I do think he's going to move. I don't think he's going to play for Houston. So, like you say, yeah, Tyrod starts. I mean. At some point, they're going to want to look at the rookie, I think, and give him a shot, see what they got. You know what you got with Tyrod. There's I mean, plenty of film and games that he's played. So who knows if they even win, you know, three games. So at some point, they're going to probably want to see what they got. And and if you have him and, like, he was cheap, I think I got – I drafted him once in a league. I think I got him in, like – there's an IDP league, but I think I got him in, in the fourth round, fourth or fifth round. Of a rookie so, draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an IDP draft, but yeah, I got him pretty late. Yeah, you know, worth the stash, worth a dart throw. You never know. Right, right. All right, let's move to tight ends now. Uh, a few questions for us to uh, consider. It's a guy that we've talked a little bit uh, about before. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts is standing out among the rookie tight ends as uh, the top one for sure. I mm-hmm. think the hype is a little much. I think, you know, what can we expect of him as a rookie tight end? I don't know. You know, he's still a rookie. It's still a rookie tight end, even though he's going to be lining up in a couple different places. Sure. Julio is gone and he's going to line up outside some, he'll get plenty of opportunity. Obviously his ceiling is super high. But I just I just see him getting taken ahead of some very good tight ends in startup drafts and some very good rookie non tight ends in rookie drafts that I don't know that I would feel so safe taking him. Am I am I wrong? Should I should I be on this hype train? I, I definitely understand the concern. I mean, he is going he's going crazy high. I think I wouldn't I wouldn't take him over the top three. Like, there's no way I would take him over um, Kittle or Kelsey or Waller. But I would take him over Hawkinson and Hawkinson fan Andrews. Um, and for, when I was watching the film, I mean, I was laughing. I mean, he was that good, you know, just dominating, um, catching, you know, there'd be three guys knowing he's going to get the ball and he's coming down with it. Um, it's fast, huge. I mean, he's one of the best athletes, I think. The NFL has probably ever seen. Um, 
Oh, Julio, I mean, I think he's going to hit a thousand yards in his in his rookie year. Mm. I, I think he will. I don't see who else is going to step up. He's got to he's going to have to play like in a lot. It's not like they're going to have to take him off the field in blocking situations. They still got Hayden Hurst, who's a who's a good blocker. You know, just move him in the slot, move him outside. I think he's going to get a lot of looks. And I still, you know, I still think like Atlanta is going to be throwing the ball. At so yeah. you can't find the Calvin Ridley, and they're going to be keying up on him. So mm. I think I just think that it's going to be probably a thousand yard season. And if that's the case, a thousand yard season out of a tight end in year one, I think he's probably worth that top three rookie spot. Wow. Okay. All right. Maybe maybe I need to uh, rethink this and, and get on the hype train because because I I have Hawkinson and Andrews ahead of him. And okay. I just can't. I just can't take a rookie tight end and put him, put him fourth. But maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean that's Hawkinson and him. I would I would probably pause for a second, but I I think I would take Pitts over Hawkinson eventually. Uh, but I would definitely think about it. I mean, because Hawkinson is in another play. He's kind of in a similar situation. There, who else is catching the ball? So. Yeah, yeah. And he's been around. So this is gonna be what his third year. Mm-hmm. He kind of broke out last year, so I know he was really good for me in a tight end premium league. I don't know how he did in regular PPR, but um, yeah, I mean, Goff's going to probably, you know, he's not like a risk taker throwing it downfield a lot, so mm-hmm. I think he's going to be figured often. And Hawk, he, he doesn't have to come off the field. It's not like he, he can block <laughs> with the best of them. So. So speaking of blocking, good blocking tight ends, Pat Fryermuth, uh, a distant second, but second nonetheless behind Pitts. Um, people are, are taking him, for me at least, kind of high in rookie drafts in the early second round or so. Uh, what do we see? Uh, what, what, can he contribute as a rookie? I wouldn't bet on it, no. Um, Ebron's still there. I mean – the Matt Canada, he likes to run those two tight end sets. So I do think he's going to be on the field. But um, to count, I think he's going to have some boom games, you know, maybe a couple touchdowns one game or something like that. But, I mean, you know, you got Juju. There's three good wide receivers there. Ebron's not bad. I mean, I don't really like Ebron, but he's used in the slot a lot. So he's going to get the ball thrown to him. But I do think um, Matt Canada really wanted him. And they do like to run two tight end sets. And uh, he's going to be featured probably down in the red zone. He's, he's a pretty good blocker, and he can make plays. Mm. Uh, I like him. I think it – I don't think I would take him in, like, the second round of rookie draft. I think I'd rather let somebody else take him and then um, try to trade for him, you know, after this year because I think his cost would be pretty low. Mm. After a year of, like, you know, limited contributions. Right. I just think instead of taking them in the second round this year, waiting, even if it's maybe like midway through the season, and then trying to offer something to that team to help that team kind of make a push or whatever and, and get him in return. Mm. Mm. Do we, uh, Off the top of your head, do you know anything about Ebron's contract? I, I forgot to look it up. I will check. I don't off the top of my head, but I think this is his last year. Yeah. Yeah, he signed a, a two-year deal. Yep, so this is his last year. Okay. 
what are some deeper tight ends to consider in drafts or on waivers? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Hunter Long first? Uh, I loved um, I loved Hunter Long watching some of his tape. Actually, I I was watching it today. He's uh like six foot six, two hundred fifty five pounds. I uh, ran out of a he ran a pro offense, so Boston College, like complete, like same offense that the pros run basically. Um, you know, he's not like fast or anything like that, but he's very quick in short areas. Makes a lot of plays. He's got good hands. He's a good blocker. And uh, he gets over, like, great red zone target, wide body. Um, so I, I'm actually I'm actually really rising on Harlan because Kasiki probably isn't coming back next year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and I'm like I'm starting to like that Miami offense quite a bit, too. I think it, with Waddle and, and Fuller, um, he's going to have some room to operate underneath. And you also like Tommy Tremble? I like him. He's a deep stash. He's a hilariously good blocker. He's like a like an extra tackle out there almost. Um, he flashed a little bit with his with his catching and routes, but he's got a long way to go mm. in his receiving game. So I wouldn't expect anything from him until probably 2023. <laughs> so that's another guy that you let maybe somebody else draft and then try to you know, swoop in a year and a half from now and try to trade for, you know, on much cheaper. Maybe you might be free by then, to be honest, because I'm not really expecting hardly anything. Mm. So somebody might have to drop them or something. Okay. I'm going to highlight a couple here that are uh, on the uh, deeper side of things. Kylan Granson on the Colts and Kenny Yaboa on the Jets. Uh, both of these guys have a couple tight ends ahead of them. You've got Cox and Doyle and Trey Burton in uh, in Indianapolis. You've got Chris Herndon and uh, Tyler Croft in New right. York. But none of those names really scare me as being, you know, very good tight ends that have a lock on the job where these guys couldn't, you know, maybe they develop slowly, but, you know, could be good longer term investments. Yep. I like that. Okay, time for our regular segments, temperature check and fever and chills. Let's do temperature check first. Uh what did we learn from polls that we ran on the Twitters? Uh, I basically just I kind of wanted to check Chase's value just a little bit to see if people would prefer him or or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And it was about even. It was about, I think it was 55, 45%. And I kind of made the poll saying, you know, like the team would be training Chase, would be, you know, really good at wide receiver and okay at running back. And it came back down the middle. So I did throw some offers out there with Chase. And I basically, I traded, uh, I traded Chase in a third for Stefan Diggs. Mm, that's oh. not bad. So I, I like that deal for myself. I, if you're like, I'm a contender in that league. I won last year. So, and I already had T Higgins wasn't expecting chase to fall to me. Mm. So I was looking to move him almost immediately. So I, I think he's like, he's a great, unless you're like rebuilding or something. If, if, if you're a contender and you ended up with chase on your team, uh, I'm looking to move. I, I mean, I didn't move him, but 
it's a good idea to put some feelers out there, see what you can get, because I, I think he's a little bit overvalued right now. Yeah, there is a lot of hype on him. And, uh, you know, I think people are forgetting how reliable a guy like Tyler Boyd can be for Joe Burrow. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, they're, they're, some people have Chase as being the, the number one of those three receivers. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if in 2021 at least, he's the third out of those three receivers. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people were kind of down on Higgins after they drafted Chase, but, it, you know, I, I love Higgins. I mean, he's fast, tall. I mean, you really can't ask too much of him, too much more of him, I should say. Um, and I, I like they're going to all get there. And he's the, he's the youngest one. So, um, he's, you know, rookie, it's going to take a minute probably for him. Um, and if they key in on him, he might have like a really underwhelming year one, you know, mm. especially if like Higgins is getting a more favorable coverage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like so, if you like I said, if you're rebuilding or something, stick with Chase. But if you're not, and you can like you're in win now, I mean, you can get a good haul for him right now. So. Yeah, I mean, the deal that you made, you have to make if you're a contender. Right. Okay, time for our other regular segment, Fever and Chill. So of all the rookie quarterbacks and tight ends, what's one guy you have the fever for and one guy you have the chills for? Uh, fever, just a touchback at the fields. I'm just like, the more I watch, the more I look, the more I read, the more I like them. Um, so all in on fields. And then chills, I'm going to go Mac Jones. I have I made one trade for him a few weeks ago, but uh, I don't know. New England just is, is – it's not a very sexy place for a quarterback. Um, I liked Mac Jones, but, I mean, he made a lot of boneheaded decisions out there too. I didn't really like his mechanics all that well. He kind of – he faded away from pressure a lot. Um, I think he's going to be good. I just think it's going to take longer than people expect. And then I think Bill is going to run the ball whether he starts this year or next year or, or what have you, like it's going to be a run heavy team for a while. I believe. I mean, they got Nelson Aguilar as their wide receiver one. I mean, they got two tight ends. Sure. But I don't think like it's anything. It's, it's just not sexy at all, for, especially for a non-running quarterback. Like what can you really, ex- what, what would you be able to expect from them realistically um, coming in this year or next year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in rookie drafts, uh, I saw the four quarterbacks other than him go early in superflex at least, you know, early, and then then there was a gap, and then you know, and then Jones later uh, toward the tail end of of round one. Right, I think like real life quarterback, he's gonna be very good. You know, um, I just I don't know for fantasy like his upside is just gonna be limited. Mm-hmm. The offense he's in, and just, he's not Tom Brady, you know. Like that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not going to do that. So, so my chills. I already talked a, a little bit about Zach Wilson. Uh, I just don't like the guy, and maybe, maybe as a Jets fan, and I wanted them to pick Fields. Maybe I'm a little more biased. I don't know, but I just don't like him. And right. for Fever, I'm going to go with Hunter Long. Uh, we talked about Gasicki's contract situation. Um, I also think that there'll be opportunities for long 
to run some routes from the inline tight end position while Gasicki's in the slot. I also think um, the coach there is also a former Boston College guy, and he loves Hunter Long. He got to work with him at the Senior Bowl, loves him. And I yeah. just think uh, they're going to find ways to get him involved. Maybe not a lot in 2021, but right. uh, longer term, uh, I have the fever for Hunter Long. Yeah, he actually he reminded me of Kyle Rudolph a lot. And I was watching um, the Senior Bowl one-on-one drills with him today, and he he caught almost every ball thrown to him um, on the one-on-one drills. And um, I think he dropped maybe one pass, but it was like a bad pass, you know. But he was beating the corners and stuff. Like he, like I said, he's not going to run away from anybody, but uh, like short to intermediate, like he he separates mm. well. Okay. So we've covered some rookie quarterbacks, some rookie tight ends. Uh, we'll probably do a whole episode on running backs and a whole episode on wide receivers just because those two positions are deeper. So, uh, Scott, where can people find you on the Twitter and where can they find your work? Um, my Twitter handle is at FF underscore fire 911. Uh, most of my work lately has been done right here in the Dynasty Fever Pod, but I can also uh, I also write for for Fantasy Sake QC.com, and you can find a lot of my writings there. I'll be doing more in season, but I did a lot of uh, rookie grades and stuff over there that you can check out. A lot of the guys we talked about today. Right on, yeah. Make sure you check the, those out, folks. And for me, you can find me at ffjunkie underscore on Twitter. Uh, you can find some of my writing at Dynasty Pros and at Fantasy and Frames. Uh, over at Fantasy and Frames, we'll be uh, where we started doing our, our team previews for the year, and I'll be covering most of the AFC East coming up here later in the month. Um, you can follow this show at Dynasty Fever Pod on Twitter. And I guess that's about does it for episode four, rookie quarterbacks and tight ends. Thanks for listening, folks. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah.